Okay, here we go. So, good evening everyone, and welcome to yet another of this fantastic series. I've really, really been enjoying this. Um, our series of Neratamid COVID Heroes. We've been highlighting different members of our community and the wonderful, wonderful things that they've been doing. And, and one of the things, you know, there are a couple of things that really led me to do this. One of them is really to, to kind of broaden our perspective of what the front line looks like. You know, we think of the front line, of course, our doctors, our nurses, the medical professionals, all those who have been working, keeping stores open, those are our typical frontline people, but there are so many other people who have been doing what I would describe as truly heroic work to keep us all going. And there are so many different dimensions and so many different ways that comes about. And something I mentioned last week, which I really want to reiterate as well, and that is that there are also many people, you know, I could really run this series forever because everyone if you are on this call if you are you know doing somewhat okay no one's doing really okay but somewhat just just functioning then that's heroic like we have lived through and we're still living through something insane and crazy and incredibly stressful and challenging. And the fact that I see some smiles across the screens for those of you um, who are brave enough to turn your screens on, that, that's impressive. It really is impressive. And even though I'm sure there are times when we're not smiling, but if you have enough energy just to put on a smile right now, pat yourself on the back. We, we, we are going through something challenging and it's still challenging. The fact that we are Thank God, in a, in a much better place makes it a little bit more relieving, but the, the stress of the unknown that we're in right now is also has its own set of challenges. So just kudos to all of you. This is, this is heroic times, really heroic. You know, I don't like, if I, I hear the word unprecedented one more time, I'm going to like blow my mind. So uh, we're just going to call these times heroic times and no one use the U word anymore because it's just too much. So um, I am very excited tonight to have with us Adina Burstein. Welcome, Adina B. It's good to have you. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And so for those... Did I have a choice, Rabbi? <laughs> you theoretically could have said no. I just, yeah, you know... <laughs> I, I don't know what I ever said no to you, but okay, yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for uh, willingly agreeing. <laughs> so, okay. So I know there's probably no one on this call and no one who'll be listening to this recording later who doesn't, but tell us a little bit of who doesn't know you, but nonetheless, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, your school, your family. It looks like you do have some family members over here, so behave. Um, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hell, catch us up a little bit. Um, okay, I'm Adina B. Um, Adina Friedman Burstyn. I was born in Boston, but I moved here when I was five. And I have um, two brothers and three sisters and two amazing parents. And I see my aunt and uncle are on. Hi, guys. Um, and um, I grew up in Baltimore, so I did the Baltimore thing. I went to Bistakov. I went to Sharpens for two years. And then I found my career in um, becoming an esthetician. So I went to Vamli, a trade school here. So that's kind of a little bit of my background. Cool. Right? That, that, good? That's great. Yeah, yeah. tell us. I, I'm going to throw you off a little bit, and I'm sorry. Yeah, tell us fine. something. Tell us something like crazy that nobody knows. If that's okay. Nobody knows. I don't um, know. Nobody knows it's pushing it, but something you know. I, I'm like I'm really like an open book rabbi. That's Everyone true. Knows everything about me. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe not. I don't want to. Maybe we shouldn't push that one. Okay. I mean, I love cookie dough ice cream. That's my favorite. There we um, go. I'm kind of obsessed with birthdays, and that's. I mean, that's that's right. That sums me up. There I we go. Kiwis. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So now we, that, that certainly is new information, I'm sure, for, for some of us. Um, so if you want to get Adina a birthday present, it's kiwi flavored ice cream cookie dough. It's next uh, week, also. My birthday's next week. Next week. Happy yeah. birthday. 
Very Thanks. nice. Very nice. Well, happy birthday. Okay. So, you know, I, I think you maybe for those of us, you know, this is the Nair Tamid COVID heroes. You uh, joined our show a little while ago, you know, a couple, I'm, I'm blanking exactly on how many years ago, two years ago, uh, two years ago, I think around this time of year. This time. Okay. This yeah, time exactly of year. This time. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you find our show and how did you decide to continue coming? Okay. So, um, I guess when I was younger, like growing up, I used to go to shul and I loved it. And then I kind of stopped when I got married and I had kids um, and I was pretty much at home. And then my life kind of switched up a little bit. I got divorced about five years ago and I was trying to find like a community to feel comfortable in. And I wasn't really looking for shul. I have a lot of friends um, that go to shul every week and I was kind of like, right, Hannah's on, Hannah goes to shul every week. And I was like, I don't know why you do that. I don't understand how do you connect to people. And then my friend Chevy Ash, we made a bar mitzvah. And I said, you know, I don't usually go in for rabbi's speeches because, like, who wants to go in for that? Seriously. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be there for Chevy. I'm there to support her. I went in, and Rabbi was blown away. What can I say? I, I joined I joined within the uh, within the month. The, the, the people there were so loving, and everybody smiled and greeted me, and I felt like I, I was at home. And I really try not to miss a week ever since that July in 2018. Um you know, I love hearing the speeches and, and going to the Kiddush and, and making new friends. And as a single mom, my kids feel welcome there. I feel welcome there. There's a place for me. Um, so I, it, it's such a, it's such, I, I feel like it's such a bracha um, that I found the show at the time that I did because, and I'll talk more about it if you ask me about, this is why I felt so connected and got kind of through COVID because I had somewhere to be and, and people looking out for me. And, you know, even though it's through a screen, I felt very connected. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for sharing all that. Wow. Okay. So we, we've, thank you for, for, for just giving us a little bit of context as, as we, I guess, get a little bit closer to some of the things that I really want to focus on, as you pointed out, this is all about COVID. So hopefully we, we, again, I'm pretty sure everyone other than the Kiwi part knew you pretty well. Now we got the Nair Tamid piece, uh, just a little bit more. And so one thing, and as I mentioned, I, I put a little video up, right? Maybe an hour and a half ago or so. And I, I commented that I'm pretty sure that most people in Baltimore know Adina B for a number of reasons. Uh, one of them is, Adina B and your professional life, but also you do just a wealth of chesed. You're involved with numerous organizations. Um, I, I know you're a very humble person, and I, I do apologize because this isn't nice, uh, but I, I, I'm asking this because we all have what to grow from. Uh, we, we all know that you, you have a busy life, but yet you manage to do so much. So, uh, you know, I, I recognize that you may not be so so comfortable sharing all this, but I, I want you to appreciate that. We're all going to gain from listening. So if you could just maybe just catch us up with some of the Chesed organizations that you're involved with. Um, I I think before I even knew who you were, somehow we were friends on Facebook. I don't, right? With, you know, that usually happens, right? And I remember yeah. just seeing these Arab Shabbos posts, um, cook, deliver, you know, I, I knew you were doing things in the community. So tell us a little bit about perhaps, you know, some of the different organizations and some of the different things that you manage and run with those organizations, if you don't mind. Uh, okay, sure. So yes, I am very uncomfortable. Thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you, Rabbi. Um, I, I want to start out also is that I know it sounds a little selfish, but by giving, I gain. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but that's really how I feel. So me giving to other people, I kind of feel selfish because I love it. I love making meals for people. I love visiting people. Um, I love running around and doing for people. It makes me feel good. So in a way, it's selfish. So I really get a lot from giving. That's just how I work. That's just how, you know, I was made. And Adina, um, if I could interrupt you, if I, yeah. I mean, and that's universal, you know, there, there's so many studies that show that the more, you know, people who are waiting to get 
are the people who are rather unhappy in life and the people who are giving, even if we kind of almost force ourselves to give. Uh, you know, there, there's numerous studies that have shown how much that increases a person's own happiness and joy in their life. There's something, you know, God hardwired us in chesed, you know, olam chesed yibane, and that's true about the, the human being, that, that we are wired to give, and when we give, we, we become alive, so. Yeah. yeah, so that's exactly, that's exactly it. I mean, I don't remember exactly when I started, I mean, my parents could probably tell you, I was always trying to, to get started with something. I know, I know when I was 12 years old, I was walking to the nursing homes um, with my friends every, every Shabbos, um, and I feel like if you've heard the story already, but I started with JCN about 17 years ago, my sister Shana, hi Shana, I think she's on. She better be on here. <laughs> um, she um, she wanted me. I was learning how to drive, so she said, "You know, let's get in the car. Let's go learn how to drive. Let's go deliver some meals." So um, we did, and ever since then, I've really been involved. It, it just kind of fell on my lap. I don't even know how I have a room in my house called the Beaker Colum Room. I don't know how that happened, but it's what? true. We have a full room in my house. Yeah. Yo, no, sorry. Catch us up. What does that mean? What does that look like? Oh, what? sorry. Sorry, okay. Do I get so, to, like, yeah, help us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could show you guys a video I, I post about all the time. I have an empty room off of my dining room that has three fridges um, that are usually full with food. Every Thursday night, what we do is we were talking about, we have a sign-up sheet. People sign up to drop off food um, that we deliver to families that are not well, family members that are not well, there's children or parents. Um, I'm not in charge of that. The Jewish Care Network and 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 call, them, call me up and just tell me names and addresses, and we just write it down. We're not in charge of deciding that stuff. And I just start collecting cooks, and cooks sign up, and it's amazing. It gives me so much inspiration. People are always signing up, and we have coolers outside. We fill the coolers, we bring them in, and then on Friday afternoon, we organize all the meals, fish, soup, dessert, whatever it is. And we get delivery people to ship it off. So we have mini fridges to store all the food. Wow. So I have a room, my kids call it the Negro Colum room. Like we store things in there. So um, so it's, it's quite awesome that my house has become more or less a chesed house. And I love to, to show that to my children. Like that's wow. a very important thing to be giving. Um, even though it really is not very aesthetically pleasing, like it's kind of ugly. There's three fridges in my living room. Um, but for me right now, it's worth it to have that um, than a beautiful couch. I'm not saying I'm always going to be that way. But right now, um, I do like couches also. I have other parts of my house that I love. Um, but for now, that's where that's where we do it out of. And it just things fall on my lap. You know, things, I, I guess... I get creative and, and just kind of go with things, so. Wow, okay, so just, just to make sure that I understand and maybe everyone here understands, so someone else, you know, they, they, JCN puts together the list of people who need to get food, but then mm -hmm. you're organizing, you're recruiting cooks across the city, right. and all these people drop off whatever food they want, and then you or go. they sign up for it, yeah. What do they sign up? And then you go, and then you have to actually organize this into actual meals which you then break down into separate individual things. This person has 10 people in their family, two people in their family, and then you coordinate the drivers and people are driving this. Yeah. Wow. Simple. Amazing. That's crazy. And, and I would argue uh, having three fridges in this respect in your house is probably the most beautiful thing in the world. Uh, and you speak about chinuch, you know, that, that there, there's, I mean, you know, we always struggle with how do we convey these values to our children. I think Rabbi Jonathan Sachs says it most beautifully. Values are not taught, they are caught. Um, when you have three fridges in your living room instead of a couch, you can't miss the message. Uh, you really can't miss the message. And that's, that's just amazing. That's really, really awesome. Yeah. Uh, did Shauna get her license? Yeah. Shauna, oh, no, it was me who needed my license. Oh, Shana got it. Was driving me. Shauna's my older sister. Shauna was getting, I got my license. Yeah, my got first try. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Wow. Okay, I, and I know, well, maybe we'll get to some recent, well, I, I, for those of you who recently you were, just did some other creative uh, work uh, fundraising, there's some 
I heard there's a lot yeah. of traffic on Bartol. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about there's that. There's a lot of traffic. Okay, so what we had to do, Rabbi, is that we had to stop the meals for COVID because of obvious reasons, germs. You know, we had to shut it down. And I literally felt a hole in my heart. Like on Thursday nights when I wasn't schlepping everything in and the hot or the cold, I really missed it. I really felt it. I would call my cooks and just tell them I missed them. Um, so we had to do something else. Like we just have to stay busy. We have to keep on helping people. This is the time to help people. Um, so a couple opportunities came my way. Um, a couple, yeah, three, a few, a few things. So one thing was my daughters and my neighbor, the Goldsteins, and Hannah Fader's daughter all got together and said, let's do a bake sale. They were social distancing, okay? No one judged. We did a bake sale. We did a bake sale, and believe it or not, we raised over $5,000, which is wow. just incredible, incredible. $5,000 on baked goods. And I'm not such a good baker, but they people were buying, people were, it was it's such amazing support. Um, so that was one thing that we did. Wow. Uh, another thing is that we did that was very creative is that, um, and I guess we'll talk about the fact that I was closed, I raffled off my first three appointments, okay? I raffled them off and we raised over $800 for the tick house. How much? So that was eight hundred dollars. Wow. Eight hundred dollars. Okay. So that was just to be one of the first three appointments at a Tinubu salon. So that was quite amazing. That is really um, phenomenal. That is really phenomenal. Yeah, one, and one of the last things that we took part in is um, helping our, our heroes was our healthcare heroes. Is I took part in making um, nurse nurses. Am I frozen? Oops. Barbie. I just want to say hi. Hi, Barbie. I'm sorry. But I love you, and I'm so proud of you. I am so I love proud. you, too. Joy, I see you. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I, I know it's, I, I got, it yeah, looks like I got booted. I apologize. Trying. I'm back. It looks like I missed some nice messages, too, in the process. Sorry. I'm going to mute everyone again. I'm sorry about that. Um, You're muted, Rabbi Morrison. I'm still muted. Okay, there we go. I'm back. I'm sorry. I think I got uh, knocked off my internet shut down, but it's back. I'm going to mute all of you now. Sorry. Um, okay, except for Adina. Here we go. And and we're back. Nope. There we go. Okay. okay. Fantastic. Okay, wow. Okay, so uh, you've been creative. You have uh, a yearning to do chesed. You know, that's something which gives you life. You know, we all have things that we you know, feel alive with, and that's probably about the healthiest thing to feel alive with, uh, you know, wanting to do good, wanting to help others, and that's, that, that's, that's really amazing. So you do this amazing chesed. Tell us maybe just a little bit more about your business, because I want to get to that COVID element of the business, but just tell for those who are not, just a free plug for, for your personal business, just to give us a better free sense of, of what you do. A better sense of what I do. Okay, so I'm a dean of B and I run a DW salon. Um, we are located on Oak Court Road. We have a studio now, which is very exciting. And we offer makeup, waxing, lashes. Go Casey. Casey's here. Casey works with me. Um, and we do facials and all the fun stuff that women love. 
and women really needed over 12 weeks that we were closed. But you see that we really survived without it. We did. We made it. That's that's a good point. Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> not a good point for business, but a good point. I know, but I'm just being honest. It's good to be honest. It's good to be honest. So, so you run your own business. You you have two daughters that you take care of. Um, you know, you do all this chesed. I guess maybe two two questions that maybe you could teach all of us. First of all, how do you find the time? Like, how in the world do you find the time to be able to do all this? You 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 manage your you run your own business. It's it's a it's a major business. Um, you know, you you have rent space to other people if I understood correctly. So you're overseeing a whole people that work for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah people you have employees. Place. Yeah. Exactly. And then you you have your own family that you, that you care for. Um, your wonderful daughters who okay they she left. Um, but yeah. uh, but. Yeah. How? How do you find the time to be able to, like, how do you find within yourself the time to carve time to help others? Where and how? Um, okay. Hi, Tina. Um, <laughs> well, they're always, they're always with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, listen, I think, it's a, I think it's a challenge like all of us. Let's get real. It's a challenge to balance it all. So, some days I balance things better than others, um, and that's the truth. Uh, I have a priority, my children, my priority, number one, awesome. my family, my kids, my parents, my siblings, my friends, um, and obviously running a business because I need to make up her NASA, I need to provide for my girls, um, and I love doing what I do. So it really is a hard balance. I spend time this year cutting out some hours, like not working every single night and only working three nights a week. I know that sounds like a lot. But for me, instead of working five nights a week, I work three nights a week. Um, I and so that's so you can be with your family. Nights. To be with my kids, to be with my girls, to be with my girls. Um, and I do stuff like, stuff that I could do during the day, like I serve hot lunch at Benos for the past seven years because I could take off work, you know? I can't I can't take off a Sundays, but I could do field trips during the week. So it's a balance, it's not easy. I'm, I, I feel like a failure, like all of us, we feel like a failure a lot of the time. But I know that I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. Um, because I'm in a, in a, in a, not in a harder situation as a single mom. It's not, it's not like I have, Hey, do you mind doing carpool? Hey, do this. I have amazing friends. I have amazing family. Um, but at the end of the day, it does come down to me. So, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful, um, for the ability to try to like maintain it all. And I, I, I thank God that he made me that way that I can multitask. I can do a bunch of different things at times. Um, and I try to get my kids involved as much as I can. So, you know, not to take away from anything like, a funny thing happened at seven o'clock this afternoon or this evening. Um, I did a bride this morning and she got caught in the rain and they called me panicking. Hey, Dina, can you come down? I was like, I really can't. Like I have my girls, it's storming, you know, but the Kala was like, you know, sad. So I said, Dila, come with me. You're going to be my partner. So Dila came with me. Wow. So I try to get my kids involved. They feel like they're going to have those memories also. Mommy helped us with makeovers and mommy, you know, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm even for. I think I, all of us here are just trying the best that we can not to drown. So that's that's how I manage, I guess. Wow, wow. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess a lot of calibrating, and I appreciate the fact that you know you have to work hard to be able to put food on your table. At the same time, the ability to pull back at times, like I'm sure working less nights. I imagine most of your employee, most of your sorry customers, would prefer evenings. I imagine your evenings are your busiest time. I imagine. Both, both day and evening. Thank God. Thank God. I'm busy okay. both. Okay, that's hey. good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But to be able to pull back then, and for your family, yes. it's just such an important. You know, balancing is not. You know, it's good that you have your, your foundation and like your family's first, so then figuring it out, balancing, figuring out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really amazing. So, and I guess one other question, which I'm not sure, it's a bit of a tougher question, but you know, often people turn to me that I, I want to do more and they struggle to find where. You, you, you seem very comfortable with the things that you do. There are other chess organizations that perhaps you're, you're less involved with and, and, and there are ones that you are very involved with. 
can you think of like maybe a formula or some guidance for people trying to do more? People, it's inspiring to hear when we all hear from people who are who are involved in the community to such an extent. Um, but so often, many people try and like it falls flat for some reason. So how how should we better navigate that? How should we better find our chesed, our calling? You no, know, it's a good question, and I would say is start small, and also. Don't ever feel guilted into doing chesed. Like, people are like, Adina, I saw your post. I feel bad. I can't cook. I'm like, the point of my post was not to make anyone feel bad. I don't cook either. I organize. Like, I really don't cook. It's not the stage of my life. I mean, what do we have tonight? Falafel balls? Like, I'm not cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not cooking. So I'm not cooking for other people. I don't do that. Um, but people could... I cook for you, Daddy. Yes, I cook for my parents. Okay, it's true. Um, <laughs> but... Um, but I tell people, like, okay, you want to meet green beans or do you want to drive in the car or, like, Estelle, a role model over here from your time, call somebody up. Like, she's a clear role model, like, right? Is Estelle not the best? You could do it from your house, and that's a tremendous chesed. So, like, we should learn from her, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, it could be the smallest thing. And also, there's stages in life, you know, when, when, when you're in one stage and you're in college or different things, you might have the ability to stay overnight in a hospital when you're not married and have kids. And you can stay over in a hospital with a kid. And, and if you're in my stage and, you know, let's say you're cooking anyway, then you cook. Or if you're older stage, then you know that you can drive in a car, so drive in a car. Like, there should never be pressure. You should feel like you want it. You don't want to ever become resentful towards chesed. You know, you want to love it. You want it to give to you like it's giving, you know. But there's no room for, like, feeling guilty. You know, chesed begins at home. So start at home. If it finishes at home, it finishes at home. You know, some people are out there doing stuff, and they're not helping their own family, and they totally miss the point. Right. Totally miss the point. So that's 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 what I think people should learn and focus on. Got it, got it. So family first, and I guess that other piece is just, like, checking in with yourself. If you're bitter and resentful about the chesed you're doing, you probably are are, are barking up the wrong tree. Like, you got to try Correct. something else. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, both those things are, are just so, so common, the, the pitfalls of people – Forsaking their families, you know, um, for the things they do. Um, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's easier to put on a good face outside of our homes than inside of our homes. We have to acknowledge that, and it's hard to, to reorient ourselves. Uh, but also the notion where people are just slamming their head against a wall and, and getting so resentful. Like you're saying, there's so many other opportunities and so many other things which might fit better. So if this thing isn't working, you keep on getting frustrating, try something else. I love that. that that's, that's really yeah. great. I hope you're reading all the chats. You're getting a lot of... Uh, yeah, I'm I don't not know. saying anything. I can't, I can't multitask like I was going to say, you're multitasker. I was hoping... Okay, no? Okay. You don't want to respond to What are people saying? Are Only, people good saying things? Only good things. Oh. Only good things. Only good things. Hi, guys. <laughs> Yeah, Although, you're the best. We love you. Even, I love you too. Even yeah. though, even though they're not, even though they're not turning their screens on, they're still putting oh. nice messages. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so let let's 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 bring this a little bit closer to to our current our current situation. So a couple of months ago, I guess it was right after Purim. Uh, I think the last time, right? We were at the Purim Suda. Uh, was the last time that I I, I guess uh, you were serving. You were helping out, of course, naturally, um, doing helping put put our Purim Suda together, which was a, a smashing success. Um, and yes. thank God everyone was healthy. Um, yes. So that was around the time you recently moved out of your home. You had a home office, which is obviously a pretty comfortable place to live with all its challenges. Yes. You roll down the stairs and, and are at work and you mm-hmm. purchased a lot. You know, you moved into this beautiful place, took a lot of work. How, how long were you in this new place for? Okay, so I was in August and we had to close in March. I'm not okay. good at math. Anybody? Okay, just a couple of months, right? Okay, yes. so you just were, just were getting started. Um, and then all of a sudden... COVID hits. So what's, if you remember, I know it seems like eons ago, but what was your initial reaction when this happens?
Okay, I just got, for those listening on the recording, I just got, my internet just fell apart again. I will be signing back on. starting again i see him uh this is terrible i'm sorry i don't know this uh don't don't take this personally i'm sorry i, I don't know why this is I happening <laughs> okay, Actually, I have okay. talking about you and then you left i apologize you're probably going on saying amazing so i wasn't i, I wasn't okay I good, good. i noticed your face was like so anyway, okay um, great because we also have people on on who are listening so take oh, it away okay i'm continuing sorry guys okay so what happened was i called a remote sin as i often do when i have questions in my life and he answers them I make him, right, Rabbi? No, I make you answer the questions. I just listen. <laughs> right. Okay. So anyway, um, I was concerned. There was a lot of talk about, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of scary things. And I said to the rabbi, like, this is my busiest season. There is no doubt. This is, like, not to get into numbers, it's my busiest season. And it is, um, it would be a hard season to lose. Why is so, that? Help us out. Help us. We, this is an industry sure, I'm unaware sure. of. Sure, sure, sure. Like, okay, I'm just so not familiar with rather. Okay. <laughs> everybody believes in new Pesach makeup. Uh-huh. Yay. Let's continue that belief. So everyone buys new makeup for Visa. So um, everyone's going to come in for their Passover makeup, and they buy and they purchase, and they get waxings, and they'll buy whatever is around the store. Um, and that's the time. If people only come once a year, they come in April. That's it. Like, I have my April clients. Um, it was my first Pesach in the new store, so we were kind of, like, psyched about it. So when I realized it was really just unsafe, I called the rabbi. The rabbi made some phone calls for me to doctors and different people, and we discussed it. And the rabbi did say, "Tina, if you if you do close, and I think that we probably should, you will save lives." And I said, "I'm closing. I'm done." Uh, and I closed that day. I didn't like call everyone. Hey guys, come! I'm closing tomorrow. You know, I closed right away. Um, and I have to tell you, Rabbi, um, like hindsight is twenty twenty. I have to tell you, so many of my clients did have COVID nineteen. And they would have come through my door if I was open. So it made me feel so much better that I really did help. And I didn't spread it. And I did, you know, it was hard. It was a huge loss of, uh, a huge loss of Parnassa, a huge loss money-wise. But I don't know if you remember that I told you this, um, that I do believe that, you know, we're taught that on on Rosh Hashanah, the new year, God decides how much money we're going to make that year. And I really do believe this as a business owner. And it's the only way to believe it because, Again, I run a business. Some days are awesome. Sitters are like, meh, I didn't do so well. It all finishes out okay. But I, I said when I was davening at Nir Tamid, and I'm on Rosh Hashanah, and Hashem was like, all right, this is what everyone's going to make this year. This is what's going to happen. I mean, we had no idea this was going to happen. Hashem's okay. You know, you're not going to make this in April. You're not going to make this in May. You're not going to make this in you know June, whatever we're up to. And I accepted it, that Hashem put the right amount in my bank account that I needed for my family. And he kind of was like, Adina, take the months off. Like, you're not supposed to be working now, and I'm going to take care of you anyways. So I had, like, that in my heart the whole time that almost almost so much that if I was working, I wouldn't have earned the money anyways because I wasn't meant to have it. I know that sounds a little, like, over the top, but this is kind of what gets me through it. And that's how I've always run my business is that Hashem does decide, God does decide what I'm going to make every year, and he's awesome. So, I have so much to unpack from what you just said, Adina. Um, my my first comment is just my 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 natural reaction. I I, I am I guess emotional listening to that because because it really is um, 
as they say in certain circles, not stam. It is, is really not simple uh, to be able to do that. Just to clarify, you know, Adina did not have to close at that point. Um, right, I didn't it, mention that. Sorry, yes, yeah, so it was legal. I closed before everybody else, Rabbi. Right. And the rabbi told me if I closed before everyone else, I might be like a role model to people, apparently. And um, I have to tell you, Rabbi, I got a lot of calls. People did close after me. So I feel like it was even, you know, so because of you giving me the chizak, I was able to really help people. Okay, I, I appreciate you saying that. It, 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 it's still like un- unbelievable because, you know, as a business owner, as, I'm not a business owner, but, but um, <laughs> we have a not-for-profit. It's an anti-business model. Um, so, <laughs> um, but, but, you know, to, to, to close before you have to is just such a crazy idea. It really is. Um, you know, you, you see it now, you hear it now in the news, you know, everyone's pushing to open as soon as they can and to change the laws, uh, to, to pushing the governors, pushing the mayors to open as soon as possible uh, because they need their business. And, th- and that, again, th- there's a lot to say about that. That's a complicated discussion. But as an individual, to be able to close down early um, with that sensitivity is, is in and of itself just, just truly remarkable. But to, to draw upon a Muna like that, you know, uh, you know wh- one thing that I'll just speak personally is that, you know, a Muna is... is very often, we often pay lip service to the notion of faith, to the notion of Amuna. You know, I believe in God, I believe he controls the world. But at the end of the day, you know, we are expected, us, you know, if you're on this call, I imagine you are of the mindset that in as much as we believe in God, we're also expected to do something about it. So we can't just say, well, I believe and God's going to provide. That's not our mindset. So, so. Yeah, I believe, but I'm also working tirelessly to put food on my table, to, to do whatever I need to do. And to be able to take that belief and, and do something practical with it and say, no, I, I really believe it. I'm actually closing down. I, I, that's the right thing to do right now. And, and there are very few opportunities where those two things really clash. You know, usually they kind of work hand in hand. I have my belief in one hand and my, what we call hishtadlus or hishtadlutz in the other and, I, and they go together. But, but sometimes they break. You know, we hear these stories of, of people, you know, decades ago in America who chose whether or not to work on Shabbos. You know, that's where it conflicts. But, but for most of, most of us, you know, we don't have to, to break those two apart. But, but over here you did. And, and in such a powerful and beautiful way. Um, and and it's just it's just powerful. It's powerful to hear those words, um, and it's amazing that that people were inspired to listen. I I, I could imagine some people were upset. Uh, they wanted their yeah you know, for yeah. You to make and, them and again, you know, the people that the people that did stay open. There's no judgment. Again, I'm in a very different field. I'm in a very up close personal field, and I told people, you know, God forbid if there's a second wave, we we're going to be the first people to close again. I mean, the fact that my clients came back and told me that they got it and they would have been in my store without even knowing it was just like, you don't always get to see a clear picture of like that you're doing the right thing. You almost never get to see. And I was like, thank you, Hashem, for showing me that I, I did the right thing. And it was, I mean, the loss or whatever I did lose, it was absolutely worth it because there's no amount of money for lives, for right. sickness. But you don't, there's no dollars on that, you know? Right, right. right. And again, to that point, where is the front line? Like you literally save lives. You literally save lives. Yay. Likely, likely. I mean, that's 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 pretty amazing. That really is amazing. Okay. Yay. Wow. Um, I, I guess I want to throw one final question. I'm gonna since everyone's been so active on the chat, although inactive in your videos. Just, I know, guys. I want to see your faces. I make your faces beautiful. Why are you shying away? I don't understand. Like so, after you came for waxings already, I'm so confused. <laughs> Um, there we go. There we go. You inspired some people to turn them on. Um, hey. <laughs> okay. So, I, I, first of all, if anyone has any questions that they want to throw to throw this way, uh, feel free to put them in the chat. Or just send them to me privately. If there are any, send them to me privately. I'd appreciate it. Um, and if we have time, I'm gonna gonna pose them to to Adina. But 
You know, we are still looking ahead to some unknown. You just mentioned second wave, and, and who knows? You know, you know, I, I have never felt so um, unsure about anything. You know, uh, there's just so many unknowns. There really are so many unknowns right now. Um, you've managed to ride some pretty wild waves, uh, both now um, during this time, but but in general, you know, being a, being a single mom is is in and of itself. Uh, 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 Tremendous. I mean, it's, it takes a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous amount of patience and, and wherewithal and to balance that with everything else you're doing and, and to manage that now without having uh, a stream of, of, of parnasa, a stream of, 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 of income. Um, those are some pretty impressive waves that you've been able to, to manage somehow. So at the same time, you also, I, for, for anyone who has not known Adina, but you're certainly watching her right now, there's this huge smile that always seems to be on your face. Um, and, and it's okay, and you're the first person to say, you know, you're not always happy, and that's okay. You know, and you're very real with your emotions, and I appreciate that. You know, we're not, we're not into faking. But at the same time, you seem to have this very genuine joy. I imagine that some of that has to do with your, your amazing parents and the DNA that they gave you. Um, but, 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 you know, what are some of the things that you lean on? What are the, some of the things that you're able to, that, that help maintain that joy? That you're able to somehow seem to radiate a certain joy that, that makes you a bit of a gravitational, there's a gravitational pull. People like spending time with people who are so joyful. Um, and it's not just joy in a vacuum, it's joy despite, or maybe even because of, I don't know. Um, riding so many waves. So where's that, what's the secret sauce? Help teach us, <laughs> help us. Thank you, Rabbi. Um, the secret sauce, okay, so like half is DNA, you know, um, it has to be. I come from a beautiful family. I'm, I'm very lucky. I mean, I'm very lucky. I have great parents, great siblings, great extended family. Um, but I think what people like about me the most, if I could say, is that I'm very real. And like you said, I, most people that know me know when I have bad news. They know when I, you know, they know, Casey, right? They know what? I'm sorry. They know, I didn't didn't catch (laughs) that. They know when I'm having a rough day. They know, they know I'm for real. So when you see a smile, it's for real. Because otherwise you'll be like, you'll see not a smile. Um, So I guess what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I've been through a lot through my whole life from small things in elementary school, from being bullied in elementary school, through my, through a marriage, through my divorce, through raising kids by myself, through my business being shut down, having to reopen my business. Um, I do... I find strength, and I'm not sure if this is really just because I'm by myself or this is just the way I have been. I, I really turn my hands up to God. I'm really trying to be relatable, okay, everybody? But I do I do turn my hands up to God, and I say, Hashem, you have to help me. You put me here. So it could be just trying to get the kids on a Zoom. It could be, you know, trying to get my clients to get on on time or trying to figure out whatever it is. I always just say to him, Right. Like we have a real relationship and I cry out to him and I say, God, you got you to gotta work this out. Like I, I didn't ask for this right now. And you put me here and, and I know that you did this for the best. So, you, you know, please help me. And um, he does. So and I find I, I try to find God in every way I can. I really try to be in that spiritual way. Like I don't sit in Davin three times a day. You won't see me opening up a Tehillim. I, I, I don't read Hebrew very well, but I talk and I communicate with Hashem all day long, whatever it is, help me get to work on time, let the kids be okay, you know, whatever, whatever we're all praying for. So for me, it's, it's, it's just putting my hands up and crying and saying, please, or laughing or whatever. I laugh a lot. You laugh a lot. Also, like I laugh, I'm like, God, this is not really happening. Right? Like this is a joke. Um, 
but that's that's kind of where I get it. And and so much also comes from, you know, obviously I said my family, but so much I know rabbi, you don't want to hear this. It's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. But for my for my rabbi, for my community, um, for my friends, you know, when we had to close down and I joked with you, Rabbi, I said, Now I can come to your classes at night, right? And I don't think did. I missed the class. And you did. <laughs> and I came to class every single night, and I got like from seeing everybody. And, and the Havdalas, it's amazing. I haven't said Havdalah in months. I know that's not your intention, but I love it. I hate saying Havdalah, so I love it that the rabbi does it for me. Um, and I feel so connected, and I feel like I look at a computer screen, and there's all my friends, like everybody from all different backgrounds. You know, some people don't even know who I am, but I, I see them on Zoom, and they're my friends, you know? Um, so that's that's where I gain, you know, strength from. So, Yeah. Wow. I have nothing to add, Adina. <laughs> I have nothing to add. I'm just going to thank you for, for just being an incredibly authentic person. And that's such an important... Okay, I'm going to add because that's, that's what I do. But, uh, but just, I'm just going to unpack. I'm not adding. I'm just going to unpack what you said. Okay. But, but, but the authenticity is such an important piece. Um, you know, it's something I, I heard my wife say. Uh, there's a pre-Pesach uh, Zoom, you know, for, for solo satyrs. And, and she said something which really sat with me this enti- during this entire time and really guided me. And that is that when we shut down our negative emotions, then we're shutting down, then that blocks our ability to access the emotions that we want. And it's just so important to allow all of our emotions, you know, free access to all of our emotions. Um, doesn't mean we have to just go and share all of our stuff with everybody, but, but we have to find an outlet Oops. for... Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, we have to Too find. Late, <laughs> we have to find. No, we have to find a place and expression for that. So, so that authenticity, perhaps you know, and like you're saying, you know, maybe maybe that is a part of it. Is if you're able to tell someone when you're having a rough day or where things aren't going well, then that also will give you the ability to to be able to tap into some incredible joys, which you so obviously are able to experience, like some incredibly incredibly joyful pieces. If you're able to acknowledge some of the not such great stuff as well. Um, and just the, the ability to bring God into our lives at a constant basis, just so such a beautiful thing, you know. Um, you know, originally prayer was not as formalized. Yes, we do have formal prayer. We do have formal tefillah. Technically more for men than for women, honestly. Um, but, but, but the ability to, to bring God in, and one of the opportunities I think we've all had during this time is that we didn't have another place to pray. Like, it was only in our home, and it was only the ability to bring davening into our life, and, and the fact that you do that at all times, and, and just rely on God. Like, I, I love that idea. You know, ultimately it is up to God. We do what we can and then just you threw it to God. And, and so, you know, COVID in some respect, it seems like your whole life was almost like, you know, building up to the, this is this is what you do. You always just do what you can. This is easy. What's the big deal? I wouldn't say, let's be honest, probably wasn't. <laughs> no, right? no, it was not. I'm just no, no, it was good. Not. It wasn't easy, but but that's no. what you've always done. But you've always <laughs> thrown things to, to God, said, I'm, I'm going to do my part and throw it to God. And that's such a such a healthy and important way of looking at Again, that intersect between what we do and where God comes in. I'm going to do everything I can, and then I'm going to bring God in, and that's clearly what you do. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being authentic. Thank you for, for being a, a spiritual inspiration and just being a, a wonderful source of inspiration to, to so many people. Uh, thank you. I think you could see that from the faces of the, all the 10 people who... No, just kidding. Uh, no, just... <laughs> that was the last time. Uh, but really, from, from we really just thank you for, for being a hero, for, for being, you know, being able to have that amuna, that faith during this time um, to do so with such poise and with such joy and be able to continuously give and, and, and what we can't give regularly to give creatively. Um, you're an inspiration and just keep it up Uh, thank you for what you do and thank you for you know I just want to end with this Adina said why am I doing this I'm such I'm so not inspiring (laughs) 
I'm gonna take everyone off of you. You just answer, everyone. Is Adina inspiring? <laughs> no one's. <laughs> yes, you are inspiring. So thank you, Adina. I'm gonna sign. We're gonna sign off. Everyone can just say hi to Adina. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for zooming.